I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 54 of this brand new program here on KSL News Radio. Uh, grateful to you for listening, of course. Grateful to KSL for giving me a, a shot here as a, a host. I can tell you, I, I still get nervous, and I, I the, the pros tell me that I'll be nervous my entire career. Uh, so that's uh, I got that to look forward to. Uh, we today are, of course, broadcasting live from South Kearns Elementary. It's a, a day to support Read Across America Day. Uh, and Select Health has been a wonderful sponsor behind the Utah Gives Back efforts here in conjunction with United Way. We are making it possible and helping uh, folks find volunteer opportunities to get into classrooms, read to children, participate in various literacy uh, activities, teaching language skills. Uh, it's all important to me. Uh, I hear as a, a little radio talk show host, I have to read uh, thousands and thousands of words each day uh, to try to have some understanding of what's going on in the world so I can uh, ramble my thoughts to you. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully it uh, is worthwhile. So I invite you to check out uh, utahgivesback.com to see some of the volunteer opportunities available to you. Uh, we need help uh, all over the place, especially at West Kearns Elementary. Uh, but that's that. We're going to be speaking throughout the program today with various folks uh, supporting uh, this effort. We're also going to continue covering uh, the events leading up to Super Tuesday. I'm going to give you an opportunity to hear from Bernie Sanders and Amy Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar who both uh, spoke to Utahns just this morning. But before we get there, I want to welcome to the program Utah Congressman Ben McAdams. He's on the line uh, now. Sir, how are you? I'm good, Lee, and hey, I get nervous still, too, so I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one. <laughs> Is that right? Well, you know, I've thought about uh, folks in your position, uh, when you sometimes you go down to give, like, the one-minute speeches or when you're debating uh, deals, the one that, the one that uh, makes me the most nervous would be an impromptu colloquy. Now, we'll, yeah. maybe sometime I'll bore the, the listeners with the definition of a colloquy, but impromptu colloquies on the floor of the House would absolutely terrify me. So my hat's off to you and those who uh, speak on the floor in such an important chamber. Um, <laughs> can I uh, listen? You and I are going to speak in just a moment about this uh, piece of uh, legislation that you have introduced, advancing research and uh, preventing uh, suicide. Uh, but can I ask you a question off script, uh, not something we talked about earlier? I'm at South Kearns Elementary School right now. It's uh, Read Across America Day. Uh, we've been talking to folks who have dedicated their careers to uh, helping children with literacy and getting young kids excited about reading. Can I ask you, do you remember the first book that you read on your own? I think uh, the first one, I probably wasn't the first one I read on my own, but probably the first one that I remember reading was, what was it? Remember that one with Grover from Sesame Street, and it was the monster at the end of the book. 
I loved that oh, book. Okay. I read that one over and over and over again. That's outstanding. Uh, you remember reading to your children when they were young? I do. I read. I uh, I remember reading the Harry Potter series to my kids, um, and that was you know we had great memories doing that. I uh, would uh, read to them bedtime every night. It took us a couple of years to get through it, but uh, you know there's nothing you can do that's more important than reading to your kids um, from the youngest age. Even you know even if they don't can't speak yet, but to read to them, uh, all the data and the science shows how important that is to the development of a child is to read, read to them. Outstanding. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Congressman McAdams, you uh, are behind the Advancing Research and to, Advancing Research to Prevent Suicide Act. Uh, you and I spoke when you introduced it in the House. Uh, you, you had some success there, uh, success sufficient to send it over to the Senate. What's going on now? Yeah, so we've been we nurtured this bill through the through the House. We got uh, teamed up with a Republican representative, Anthony Gonzalez. We passed it out of the House, almost unanimous support. Uh, and then we were looking for someone to pick it up in the Senate, hoping that we can keep it moving and ultimately get it to the president's desk for signature. So, uh, really happy that um, that just just recently, uh, Senator John Cornyn, Republican from Texas, and Senator Jackie Rosen from Nevada have picked this up as a as a bipartisan bill in the Senate and uh, and are going to move it forward. So we feel like uh, there's positive momentum on this bill, uh, and it's looking pretty good to get it uh, to get it done and get it to the president and get his signature on it. And, you know, we know in Utah, suicide is the number one cause of death for, for youth ages 15 to 24. Uh, it is uh, it is far too common amongst our veterans and, and, and so many different groups. And so the more, uh, and Utah's actually leading the way nationally in, in some efforts to reduce and prevent suicide, but every death is something that can be prevented. And so uh, what this legislation does is helps us to understand what some of the risk factors are. So as Utah's working to to reduce risk in suicide, the more we know about when, maybe uh, what factors put somebody at disproportionate risk will help us to target our responses and prevent uh, death by suicide from happening at all. Outstanding. You're so right about these various efforts that uh, are taking place here in the state of Utah at the federal level. We know, of course, uh, Congressman Chris Stewart's effort to bring about uh, a three-digit uh, number, 988, akin to 911 for those folks that are uh, facing you know, whatever sort of uh, crisis or distress might uh, have them on the brink. Right now, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, just to uh, take advantage of this opportunity to share it, one 800 273 8255 1-800-273-8255. Congressman McAdams, tell me exactly what the bill does. Yeah, so what it does, and look, and I think, you know, what, what Congressman Stewart is doing is, is amazing, and we should acknowledge also leaders in the Utah legislature, Senator Daniel Thatcher and Representative Steve Ellison are doing incredible work uh, uh, at, the, at the state level to advance efforts to prevent suicide. What this bill does is recognize that um, while while we're doing all these efforts to prevent suicide, we still don't understand uh, many of the risk factors that will put somebody um, at risk of suicide. You know, when I was growing up, uh, we thought of suicide as a bad choice. And uh, we, know, we know so much better today that there's a whole bunch of complex factors that uh, substance abuse will factor into someone's risk of suicide and mental health, for sure. I think those are kind of intuitive. But there are other th- factors that there seems to be some evidence that geography and altitude and 
even air pollution may have uh, put somebody at a disproportionate risk of suicide. We, we, there's some evidence of that. We don't really understand it. And so what this bill does is it directs the National Institute of Health and the National Science Foundation to direct some of their existing research dollars toward suicide and uh, suicide research and, and things that we might do to prevent suicide. So if we know, you know, that certain months out of the year, certain geographies, certain air quality events put um, the public uh, and certain individuals with certain genetic or other factors at disproportionate risk of, of death by suicide, we can tailor some of our interventions instead of having them level 365 days a year, seven days a week, we might know that we need extra resources in certain months or after certain events, and, and, and there might be times where we want to bring additional resources to the table. So the better we understand the risk factors that put an individual at risk of death by suicide, the more um, we can target our interventions to make sure that we are, are meeting people when they're most at risk and, and, and providing those resources, that lifeline, to help them when they are at greatest risk. Sure. I uh, spent a good chunk of my career, five years uh, there in Washington, D.C., working as a congressional staffer. Uh, I've seen uh, you know, countless bills come before the floor, uh, and the big ones, the ones that make headlines, uh, those are so often partisan measures. This bill is big. It's making headlines, and yet is bipartisan. Will you talk to me uh, a little bit about the importance of this being a bipartisan effort and, and maybe some of the rationale? Yeah. You know, nothing gets done in Washington unless it's bipartisan. And, you know, it, it's pretty easy if you're in the, in the majority of a particular body, you know, Republican or Democrat, to pass a bill through on a party-line vote. But if you really want to get something done today, the, the House is, is, is a majority Democrat, the Senate is majority Republican, the President's a Republican. If we want to get something done that actually will have an impact on people's lives, it has to be bipartisan. And I, and I think you can't start early enough. Uh, to work in a bipartisan way. So for me, it wasn't just a matter of getting it through the Senate, through the House on a party line vote and then reaching out to a Republican then. It was important that this had to be bipartisan from the beginning. So Representative Gonzalez, a, a Republican who was elected uh, same time as I was, we uh, formed a good relationship and we worked together on, on various pieces of legislation. When we approached him about working on this bill, he was eager to jump in. His district also was feeling uh, the impact of of, uh, of these uh, deaths by suicide, and so he was eager to jump on. And so we started from the from the beginning uh, to make sure that this was bipartisan. That this isn't, you know, we don't want uh, something like this to be used to shame uh, one political party or another. But this is something that we want to come together and say it's about helping people in this country, not about uh, scoring political points or making somebody look look bad. And so we've made it bipartisan from the from the ground level. And I think that's why we're seeing the success today in the Senate with it um, continuing its bipartisan approach with a Republican and Democratic senator teaming up to, to get this bill uh, through the Senate. And, you know, I'm really optimistic that we can get this on the president's desk and, and for his signature. Outstanding. Congressman, uh, good work. I'm proud of you. Grateful to you. Uh, and good luck as this moves forward uh, down the line through regular order. Thanks, Lee. As always, great to talk with you. Absolutely. Uh, Congressman Ben McAdams, he has a piece of legislation advancing research to prevent suicide act. It uh, made it through the House. It's now been introduced uh, by a Republican and a Democrat uh, in the Senate. He is very optimistic that this will make it all the way to the president's desk. Uh, right now, we're broadcasting live from South Kearns Elementary. Uh, we are supporting 
uh, Read Across America Day. Uh, it's a fascinating, wonderful thing. We're going to have further com- conversations about that uh, with folks from Select Health and United Way upcoming on the program. Before I go, I want to invite you to take a look at the KSL News Radio app. It's a fascinating setting from where we're broadcasting today, right here in element- elementary school. Uh, maybe it'll remind you of when you're young. There are teachers running around, students as well, uh, and you can, uh, via the KSL News Radio app, powered by Any Hour Services, uh, get a load of what we're up to here today. Listen to the program, see what we're doing. Also, read the expert reports by the reporters here at the station. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about Bernie Sanders and Amy Klobuchar as they spent their mornings here in Utah. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.